Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. What do you think your biggest failure has been at this point? <laughs> to not get out of D.C. more. <laughs> I mean, uh, and I actually mean that sincerely uh, for a number of reasons. Last year, Vice President Harris said her biggest failure was getting out of Washington, D.C. She wants to leave, but she just really can't. I'm Annie Reese. This is Politico Dispatch. I'm Eugene Daniels, and I am a Playbook co-author and White House correspondent at Politico. As the 101st senator in a 50-50 Senate, Kamala Harris has had to break a tie 23 times as vice president. But that's kept her tethered to D.C. Selling legislation is more important than passing it. I know that sounds kind of, maybe that doesn't sound great, but in pure political terms, selling legislation is more important than passing it. Because while it's great that you're changing people's lives, if you want to keep being able to do that and have the power and seats in Congress or the power in in Washington, D.C. at the White House to do so, people got to know. On the show today, why Vice President Harris has broken more ties than any VP in modern history, and how that helps and hurts the Biden administration. Vice President Harris is not a creature of D.C. She, especially during this pandemic, has just been like zoomed out. She has wanted to get out Mm -hmm. into the country. When you talk to her aides, she wants to get out into the country, talking to voters, but also telling them what the administration has done for them substantively. She has been unable to do that. She's also not someone who like enjoys the way D.C. works, right? Like Mm -hmm. um, she often thinks about it, um, according to people that we've talked to at Politico, she often sees it as basically how other folks see DC as like a swamp, right? Like a place mm-hmm. where we focus on um, the wrong things and not the substance. And so her team, especially during the pandemic, has had to be really creative. So they've done these um, ceremonial conversations in her office, her ceremonial office in the Eisenhower Executive Office building. Mm-hmm. They have now done some traveling, but definitely not as much as she would want to do and definitely not as long as she wouldn't want to do um, some of these trips. And why is that? One of those reasons is because of the Senate. It is the Senate's (laughs) fault. Everything's always the Senate's fault, isn't it? It is. (laughs) It's where where the House's hopes and dreams go to die. And it's a place that (laughs) Kamala Harris has to always be around so she can go in and cast a tie-breaking vote. So one of the things that's really fascinating about being vice president is that you're also president of the Senate. It's a very weird thing to say. It's clearly some old dudes in the 1800s started calling it that. It doesn't actually make a lot of sense. But essentially, (laughs) until Richard Nixon, almost the main job, according to historians, of the vice president was to preside over the Senate. So they would go in and they like stand on the dais or whatever. They call it the president's chair. And you would preside over votes. You would break ties if necessary. But Richard Nixon, who was, I think, 39 at the time when he became vice president, clearly had bigger ambitions. And so he wanted to not do that. He didn't want to be stuck in the Senate all of the time. And 
It was also a time in which um, his president didn't want to deal in partisan politics. He wanted to be like a president above politics. So he let mm-hmm. Nixon leave the Senate and kind of deal with a lot of the stuff that he didn't want to do, um, mm-hmm. parties and um, dealing with poli- the political aspect of, of the presidency and vice presidency. And so what we started to see is vice presidents change and um, only come to the Senate when there needs to be a tie-breaking vote. Mm-hmm. And that is what, uh, to this point today, Vice President Harris is third in history in tie-breaking votes as vice president. She is in, what, this is May? <laughs> so she's like a, yeah. barely a year and a half into her vice presidency. Many vice presidents never break a tie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's behind, this is what shows you how many ties there haven't been, John Adams and Calhoun are the president, the vice presidents that she is behind. So, like, she's definitely done the most in modern history. The most in modern history by far. Her president, Joe Biden, did none as vice president. He broke no ties. Mm. And there are a few reasons for why this, this is the way it is. One is the Senate rules. Those mm-hmm. changed, right? And so it used to be that everything that you wanted to pass needed 60 votes. And right. so... You don't really need someone to break a tie (laughs) if you need 60 votes. And so when that changed, especially for nominations, first for judicial nominations and then for any presidential nominations, if you just need 50 votes, the vice president is much more likely to be needed. Vice Mm -hmm. President Mike Pence, he broke 13 ties because the rules changed under the Trump administration for all nominations. She has done to this point 23 Some of those have been like very big, important policies, right? But the vast majority of them have been nominations. And some of them have been nominations out of committee. So it's not even like the final vote. It's like moving through the legislative process. Um, Sometimes she goes to the Senate and does like four in a day. And it's mostly tied to one or two people. So why could breaking so many ties be a bad thing? Breaking this many ties, as one uh, historian told me, is not something that she's going to go down in history as. Like, no one but us nerdy-ass people are going to care and think about this a lot. It's not going to be the thing that history remembers her for. But it is representative of, one, the Senate rules that changed. Also, the 50-50 Senate that they currently have, which is um, not completely abnormal, but is rare for a president Mm -hmm. to have a 50-50 Senate. But more importantly, how our politics are. You don't have a lot of crossovers, right? If it was Mm -hmm. a 50-50 Senate and you had one Republican who was voting for some of these nominations and not holding Mm -hmm. them up, then you'd be good to go. You wouldn't have to, as president or vice president, worry about it too much. Um, But you're seeing these 50-50 votes and on jobs that, frankly, aren't. I'm sure the president and the vice president feel like every nomination is their baby. They care about all of them equally. But, like, we're not talking about secretary of defense here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not talking about um, the highest jobs. Like, the president's cabinet said and been said. We're talking about jobs within small aspects of, of, of the government, deputy secretaries of X, Y, and Z, people mm-hmm. on different commissions. And so it is representative of how politics is right now. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point that like nobody's necessarily going to remember her for breaking all these ties, because I do think that a lot of people are unaware of just how many times she's had to break tied votes. And you've talked about how the fact that she has not been able to travel as much as she normally would 
has potentially had a bit of a negative impact on the administration or maybe on her because she hasn't been out there as much. She doesn't poll as high as Joe Biden. I mean, one of the things that's really fascinating about Harris is that she, to a lot of voters, is still an unknown quantity, right? Mm -hmm. And for someone who has higher ambitions, likely has higher ambitions, let me add you a little bit, just in case, she has to introduce and reintroduce herself to people as vice president. Mm -hmm. Al Gore had to do this as well, right? That was the last vice president who ran for the presidency. And so... She needs to, whether her team will admit that this is something she wants to do, um, they say, that, you know, she, we're focused on the work. She does have mm-hmm. to introduce it to, and talk to voters, right? So mm-hmm. going out and being able to go out and talk to voters is twofold. One, she gets to share the policies of the administration, sure. But also she gets to introduce them about, to her as vice president. This is what I look like when I'm sitting mm-hmm. in these pearly white gates, right? They're actually black mm-hmm. gates um, <laughs> at the White House. Anyway, um, but this is what I look like um, in charge or half in charge. Um, and that is something that she will need to do as she's moving forward in her political career. And, you know, she's done traveling. It doesn't keep her, like, she, it's not that she can't go anywhere. It's that mm-hmm. she can't go anywhere for a long time. One of the most interesting things when we, you know, were right, when I was writing the story is that, she went to Abu Dhabi to express the country's condolences for their uh, the death of, of the president over there in, in the UAE. She goes, and she literally goes and comes back. I, my parents live in Dubai. So I, and not for anything fancy, they just retired. Um, <laughs> my parents live in Dubai, and I go there. I know what that travel's like. Even if, even if you're on Air Force Two, it's not a fun trip, right? Mm-hmm. To go there and come back within like 26 hours or something like that, that is... Like, no one would want to do that. One of the reasons is because she has to be back and on hand to vote. Her Mm -hmm. and Chuck Schumer, the majority leader in the Senate, their teams are constantly in contact about what votes are coming, what's happening. But she does have to often be around because this is part of her job. And they say, and the thing I think that's interesting, you're probably going to ask this, but I'm just going to answer it anyway. One of the things that's really interesting that the Harris team has done is that when she's there and the vice president has an office, um, like it's like five feet off the Senate floor. When she's there for these votes, she's also having meetings, right? Formally or informally. So she's also building relationships, which are very useful <laughs> with mm-hmm. the 50 Senate, building relationships with people who she used to work with just like a couple of years ago, but also talking to them about policy. What do you want us to do on infrastructure? How should we, what should I take back to the president of the United States? Her team says she would, she'll come back and say, you know, Mark Warner said we should do X, Y, and Z. That was one of the examples they used. That is them working within the system that they have, finding ways Mm -hmm. to make this what has been described to me from a historian as a nuisance, which is having to be stuck here, um, as Mm -hmm. something that is beneficial to, to the administration. Eugene Daniels, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you so much for having me, ma'am, as always. Also in the news, a California bill that would have banned offshore drilling in state waters failed to advance from a key committee on Thursday. This dealt a death blow to the legislation that was spurred by last fall's Orange County oil spill that leaked 25,000 gallons. And after the January 6th select committee called on him, House Republican Representative Barry Loudermilk acknowledged bringing a, quote, constituent family into the Capitol complex a day before rioters breached the Capitol. Loudermilk did not explain why he didn't disclose the tour over the past 16 months, 
but he said in a statement that no member of the group he led had been investigated or charged in connection with January 6th. Today's episode of Politico Dispatch included music composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to follow Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet, and if you can, leave us a rating and review. It helps more people find the show. Dispatch's senior editor is Raghu Manavalan, and our executive producer is Jenny Ament. I'm Annie Reese. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>